Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Lord's Podcast with Will Rowe. Well, a very warm welcome to this month's Lord's Podcast. Joining me today, we have Middlesex all-rounder, Ollie Rayner. Thanks for having me again. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thanks. Good, good. And journalist Lizzie Ammons here. Hi, chaps. You all right? Good. Good, good. Right, coming up. Did Australia cross the line with their on-field verbals in the second test against New Zealand? Are red cards in cricket the way forward? We'll look at Brendan McCullum's farewell and ask, did England go backwards in South Africa? As well as all this, there's a new historical Lords quiz for my contestants to get their teeth into. But first, we'll go to the big cricket story this week, which was the controversy surrounding the antics of Australia's captain Steve Smith and fast bowler Josh Hazelwood during the second test against New Zealand. Uh, following a referral to the third umpire for an LBW shout against Kane Williamson, Hazelwood directed his frustration at the on-field umpire saying who the F is the third umpire when the original decision of not out was upheld. While Smith continued to remonstrate, questioning the process of how the third umpire had come to this decision before shaking his head and walking off. He since apologised. He was fined 30% of his match fee. Uh, Lizzie, where do you stand on all this? Well, clearly it wasn't great. Um, uh, Hazelwood made himself look a bit of a numpty, mostly because the decision was right. Um, and he just looked like he was having a bit of a tantrum and so did Steve Smith, you know standing there looking grumpy and uh yeah it wasn't great uh I don't think it's the worst thing that's ever happened really they both apologized they realized they were you know it's heat at the moment they were grumpy they did something they shouldn't have done they were both fine they both said sorry and I sort of think that's that really it's not a massive deal but as captain should Smith not be maybe pulling his player away having a word with him rather than almost ramping up the pressure uh, probably. Uh, that's not really the Aussie way, though, is it? No. You know, you stand by your man, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't great swearing. I mean, no one wants to see swearing at umpires. I mean, you know, it's not a, it's not a massively easy job and, we, you know, they don't always get it right. But um, uh, as Smith probably should have calmed the situation down. But you can't have it both ways. If you're not going to show all of the DRS on the big screen... Yeah. And you're going to show a bit of it and you can't quite see when you're a player on the pitch, then there's going to be questions. The other thing that's, of course, not great is that the stump mics are all turned up really loud. Well, I, was, I was going to say exactly that. You know, if you take back, these are just normal human beings who have normal frustrations mm. in quite high pressure situations. Um, 
my stance on it is that obviously I don't agree with it. You know, it's been a bit of a cock up, but um, you know, these the, these guys are playing for a lot, and uh, and there's a lot more pressure out there than I suspect people sort of uh, acknowledge. So yeah, you know, they're just normal people at the end of the day. Yeah, and you know, we've we've all ex- uttered expletives in our lives, haven't we? It's just. Uh, most of us have sworn at work at some point or other in our lives. Um, uh, uh, they just happen to be doing it near a microphone. Yeah, which we isn't... don't have microphones. No, exactly. Well, which... I don't know. Maybe we do. <laughs> which isn't Being I... It isn't ideal. I sort of don't buy the whole, but it will encourage kids to do the thing. Well, you know, if you've got a kid, tell them not to do it. That's we're not. I can't. Ex- we can't expect professional sportsmen to do our parenting for us. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. They're not paid to be parents and coaches. They're paid to be professional sportsmen. And and the, you know I got a lot of flack on Twitter when I said that that uh, that that's what their job is. They're not there to do our parenting for us. But I don't I don't think they are. You know, if you don't want your child in yeah. a match situation to be aggressive. Then as a coach or a parent, you go, oi, little what's it? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't have everything, can you? Because these guys, you know, the reason they get where they've got is because they've got a certain air of self belief and you could call it arrogance about them. You know, and and what you want to watch is the flair and the passion and the, you know, them expressing themselves on a cricket field. They tend to go hand in hand. I'm not totally sure. You know, sometimes you see, and we've seen it with Jimmy Anderson, haven't we, where he gets really grumpy and starts effing and jeffing and moaning. I'm not sure it really helps him. Well, you know, I don't... chances with Kane Williamson don't come round every day either. I mean, the yeah. guy's an unbelievable batsman, mm. so he was a very big wicket to have. Is it a particularly Aussie thing? Uh, this morning, David Warner's said in the press, we have a passionate brand. If you look back at the history of Australian cricket, we have an aggressive style. <laughs> We've got to keep playing our brand of cricket and not stepping over that line. But it is it. But they then brand, just stepped over the line. Is so. it everyone's brand of cricket? Just because you're born in Australia doesn't make you that personality. I think some of them, this brand is forced upon them and it's not necessarily in their character. Like how, Adam how, Rogers, I can't... Yeah, it doesn't you imagine seem like it? Adam's... No, that, not that's not Adam's all. style at all, is it? So you can't... You, yeah, fair enough. There will be people in that in that clique that fit the bill, but it doesn't mean if you don't, you have to. And yeah. that's where I think a few of them have come uh, a bit unstuck. I think we've got a few in the England team who are pretty... Well, Stokes is a bit of a library, well, isn't it? Anderson, Stokes, you know, yeah. but, but that's why they're great players to watch because they're fiery and they, you know... They might not like Stokes might not be the always the most consistent, but he will produce something absolutely outstanding that you'll be talking about for you know weeks, months, years. So um, it's not an Aussie those sort thing. Of characters. Well, I think it is an Aussie thing in in terms of that's how they want to try and brand themselves. But if you don't fit that brand, it doesn't mean you have to try. Do you think Smith, as captain, has taken on this? Because Clark was seen by the Australian public and press at times as a kind of weak captain. A bit wet, yeah. Yeah, and Smith has come in and wasn't maybe necessarily as a younger player so aggressive. Um, he's kind of let his batting do the talking, but now as captain, he's really gone on the front foot, I think. Yeah, it doesn't seem very natural to him, really. It's just not... I I, Smith just seems like a, a pretty quiet character. Um, I played against him in the second team a long, long time ago, and you know, wouldn't say boo to a goose. Um, admittedly, he was a lot younger then, but I don't think it necessarily suits him, um, and I don't think it's the way he would have chosen to go about his cricket. But he's taken on a big role in a brand of cricket, like you said. That's what we expect of Australian cricketers, and he's trying to fit those boots, I guess. And of course, the worry is, I guess, when these things are sort of highlighted, they're big episodes. They go on Twitter very quickly these days. 
and it's Australia versus New Zealand. It becomes it becomes a big deal. There well, is, a, there is yeah. A, I mean, what's very interesting is, of course, uh, you know, New Zealand are seen as the team in world cricket that are the kind of playing the best spirit and playing the nicest way and the nicest bunch of guys yeah. against. And the contrast to the Australian style is really stark in that series, um, particularly as it was. You know, it's Brendan's last test and everybody's trying to be romantic and emotional about it all. Um, uh, it, the, the contrast is really stark. I mean, I don't know, there's a more than one way to skin a cat, isn't there? And, and Australia won, so that kind of that's mm. that, isn't it? Well, there <laughs> you go. If you win, then you can do anything. <laughs> um, well, MCC are going to be trialling a style of red and yellow cards this summer. They're inviting leagues, schools and university to take part in a trial where players can be sent off for 10 overs or removed from the game completely, depending on the level of the breach. Um, why have we got to such a state where MCC are looking at a potential, you know, sending players off from the field of playing cricket? Well, anecdotally, uh, there's a bit of uh, a noise that, that violence and, and, and abuse has got worse, particularly in league cricket and lower league cricket, uh, and a bit in Colts cricket, disappointingly. But... Um, uh, so I, I guess this is a, a step to try and rectify that. It's tricky because obviously in lower league cricket you're umpiring yourself in, in some yeah. games, and yeah, I can't see. Just some... make sure we're batting when Dad's on. Yeah, turn, yeah, I mean it's it's not easy. I, I mean I have I did following the, the, this this news coming out. I did ask around a few kind of recreational friends who play recreational cricket, and they seem to say that it's not really any worse than it was, you know, fifteen. 20 years ago I think when I was scoring 15 years ago I remember it's hard for me to have a stance on it to be honest I haven't witnessed an awful lot of league cricket and the cricket I have played has been played in pretty good spirit um, I play for Hampstead now I've played a handful of games I've never really you know people get passionate yeah. it's their Saturday they work hard all week they want to go out there and play cricket a bit of a release but I've never really witnessed anything Personally. No, I mean, you know, you see, you know, there are times when someone nicks and they don't walk and then it all gets a bit angsty and people are jack at each other and this mm. and the other. But I'm not sure that's any, ever been any different. As as a cricketer and cricket journalist and fans, are you, is it quite sad, really, that we've got to a stage where you could potentially send someone off in a cricket game? Is that... Yeah, I mean... Why when, are we in that kind of state? When the DRS came in, I, I thought that was pretty sad to start with. But actually, you know, I think I've probably done a bit of a 360 on that. Um, provided they, like you said, uh, provided they use all the uh, resources they've got, mm. not just picking and choosing and things like that. But yeah, I guess you'd have to say it is sad if someone's thought that there's necessary action to potentially send a player off. Uh, I, I remain unconvinced that we actually need. I'm not sure that the problem yeah. is big enough to need to warrant. They're not actually going to be red and yellow cards, disappointingly, are they? Well, no. <laughs> it's, sorry, it's red and yellow card styles. As in, there won't actually be an umpire pulling I mean, out a I'm yellow not, card. I'm not totally averse to uh, some sort of sim bin. I mean, it might be quite fun. You then you end up with a sort of power play scenario, don't you, where you've got... <laughs> You know, we were saying well, before, have your bat, swear at the umpire, sit down. Go, go, get to the bar <laughs> early, tea, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can sort of see a scenario where, you know, someone who's a batsman's had their innings and then decide they might want to leg it early to go for dinner and get the last ten overs off. I mean, without wanting to upset anyone as well, I mean, is this a bit of a sort of job justification thing? I mean, you know, someone's made this rule. I don't know where it's really come from personally. Well, I, I mean, what will be interesting to see is how many times it actually gets used in the trial. And I yeah. guess we just wait and see, um, uh, you know, what the what the research shows um, from the trial. Uh, it's going to be in universities cricket, which I've always found universities cricket to be played quite, quite nicely. It can I would, get pretty heated yeah. sometimes, I have to say, but yeah. 
You play hockey, Lizzie. I do play hockey, badly. <laughs> Sin binning in hockey, 10 minutes, is it? 15 minutes? Well, if it's a green card, you get two minutes. and, and Two yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, it's, oh. great for, it's an automatic two a minutes. A lot can happen in two minutes, can it? It's enough to get your breath back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then a, a yellow card is uh, sort of that umpire discretion, really. But does it does it boil over? I mean, as Ollie's saying, after the game, does, do people carry on, or well, is it ge- actually generally because it's part of the game? Green, is green and yellow cards are for things you've done, like a bad tackle or a bad stick tackle. Yeah, so it's yeah. not abuse. It's just you've yeah. generally, in my case, being a bit rubbish yeah. and being a bit like mistiming it, clumsy or something. But yeah. um, but but, uh, but I do see it in the men's game for descent. You know, that's enough. Go and chill out for ten minutes. Yeah. Um, and it does sort of take the heat out a bit. Actually, it does work. Yeah. Um, because you know, your angry man goes and sits down for a bit, and no one's talking to him. He has a drink. How will it happen? Uh, let's say in cricket, you get a yellow or a red card. How does that? Ha- what was? What's going to happen the next game? Do you get a game ban or anything, or are you just going to sit off every week for ten overs because it suits you? Or well, I think at the moment it's just purely in the trial stage, and I, I'd imagine it will be mainly done. At, in the universities because it's the MCC university scheme so they'll implement it there they haven't as, as far as I know there hasn't been forethought of it you know if it was to come into say professional cricket would it mean that if you got sent off in a game would you miss the next one a bit like football with red cards well I mean at the moment all, all leagues have a disciplinary committee so if something yeah. happens during a game it gets reported to the disciplinary committee and people do get suspended and, yeah you know for two one two three games decided by the league committee so I imagine if you get a card, there'll be an umpire's report to the league and then they'll have to make a decision. Well, certainly in uh, first-class cricket, if you build up a certain points, amount of yeah. points and it goes on the captain, actually, so it's in the captain's favour to keep everyone you know, under control. Yeah, a captain gets in real trouble if his players get a load of so points. So potentially it. a captain could miss a game um, <coughs> because of misconduct due to the team, which, you know, like I say, it's a bit of an incentive for the captain to keep everything on toward on the pitch, I guess. Absolutely. Well, we'll see how the trials go. Now, I'd like to turn our attention to Brendan McCullum. No one thought he'd go quietly, and he certainly didn't. Uh, he signed off from international cricket by scoring the fastest ever test century in just 54 balls, which beat the previous record of 56, set by Viv Richards 30 years ago. Uh, the first thing which is quite striking about that is that it was 30 years to break that record. That's quite amazing, because records are tumbling all the time in modern yeah, cricket. Yeah, it is. It is quite interesting. It also puts back to bed the notion that bats are too big and all that nonsense that people spout um, because it, clearly it's taken a... How many times have you bowled at Brendan McCollum that all the bats are too big and why? Need an edge going for six. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure we can blame the bats, can we? But it is surprising given the uh, the, the change in style of, uh, you know, the, the, particularly T20 cricket and the influence it mm. now has on, on the longer form game and, and the innovative ways that people play shots. And we saw it with Brendan, I mean, you know, just wherever he yeah, finds a gap he plays, he just... What, you know, all right, 360 it on a, degrees. On a bit of a spicy ricket by all accounts yeah, as well. So yeah. sometimes they do say that's the best way of going about it rather than just waiting to die. Well, I sort of think you might as well, you know, go for it rather than be, you know, two from 50 balls and then mm. want the, the ball with, there's yeah, a ball with your name on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely. He's certainly not a batsman to hold back. Uh, Ollie, you're going to have the pleasure of playing with him, netting with him uh, for <laughs> yeah, Middlesex this bowling, summer. You're bowling in a helmet, I think. <laughs> You're looking forward to that? I am massively. Um, I think it's a big step for Middlesex to take. Um, we haven't been very good in 2020 cricket. I'm not going to sit here and say we've been unlucky or anything. Um, so I think it's a good positive step for Middlesex to really try and give 2020 a bit of a, a go. And even if he doesn't necessarily come off, I think the influence he'll have on uh, certainly the younger players, but the way we go about our cricket, I think will really help us. Um, I'm a bit nervous. I played with Brendan at, at Sussex and I'm a bit nervous he won't have a clue who I am when he turns <laughs> up. But, but um, yeah, no, it's a really exciting time. 
And there's a, a few Kiwis in the old dressing room now, isn't there? You've got yeah, taking over. We've got yeah. Saffirs, Kiwis, and Irish. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the mon- minority. I'm I'm half German. No, well, I'm, not, I'm not born in Germany. I'm not German at all. But you know, um, but yeah, it could be uh, could be good fun. And um, just to finish on McCullum, Lizzie, how do you think he'll be remembered as a player? Is he one of New Zealand's greatest? I, I, he's got to be. Uh, Is he uh, the greatest? Uh, uh, but people would argue about that, wouldn't they? You know, there's Hadley and, you know, I mean, there are, there are lots of good names there. I mean, um, he will be remembered as a real innovator, as a real sort of... Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Game changer. Um, and one who really does get them clear the bars. You know, the, yeah. you're not going to stay in the bar and avoid Brendan McCullum batting, aren't you? Even if he's only there for 10 minutes it's going to be entertaining I think you're right and uh, you know there'll be some great cricketers been and gone before Brendan but the way he's sort of now brought cricket into the 21st century for New Zealand in terms of how they go about certainly their one day stuff I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be quite pivotal to the way they've they've started everyone's looking up to New Zealand now aren't they mm. really I know obviously Australia as well but New Zealand the way they went about the World Cup and stuff mm. they've got everyone talking I think he's probably quite pivotal to that he does feel a little bit like he's retiring too soon, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's when good you're to, hitting hundreds of fifty balls. It's good to go balls. out at the top, and I completely understand yeah. his reasons. You know, it's it surprises me that he's not just going to do the World T Twenty and then go after that. Um, it seems surprising to me that he wouldn't want to try and. I wouldn't. I, you know, obviously, I don't know at first hand uh, how an international career goes, but I, from what I've kind of seen and been in and around it, and certainly people that have done it. It does seem quite tough. I mean, you're away a lot. I mean, it must really grind after a while. Um, constantly away, constantly under scrutiny, always under pressure to perform. I guess it must get to a stage where even if you are performing, it's. I need to slow I, things down. I he think can probably t- play. He can make his up, cash, yeah. can't he? He can go and well, play yeah. his 2020s. Well, he will do. He'll be, you know, we'll see. It's not like we've seen the last of him at all, is he'll it? He'll do England, he'll do IPL. Exactly. He'll do Big Bash League. Big he'll, Bash, do, yeah, he'll do anything yeah, going. Yeah. He'll make enough money in, in six, seven weeks away somewhere. Yeah. And then go and have time, go and sit on his... In his mansion on his veranda with a nice I guess glass a, of really, Servion Blanc in New Zealand. Really so. nice thing for modern cricketers, isn't it? Is that they can decide when they go, and and then they can, you know, not ha- quite have to worry about, you know, getting a proper job for a mm. bit. Um, it, you know, the the, the advent of all the, all the T Twenty competitions means that you can still play cricket even if you've decided that the pressure of the top is too much. Well, the there was the same case with AB de Villiers during the last uh, in the South Africa series. It was, it was in flux for a while. Like, what is AB going to do? Will he become captain, or will he turn his back on South African Test cricket? And it's sort of resolved, but yeah, there's still this, it's still a question mark hanging over it. There is, and um, you can completely understand if you play all three formats. And this is why uh, I think a great deal of credit has to go to Andrew Strauss about the way he's separated out the, the squads, the Test squads, and the one-day squads for England because. You cannot be away from home, whatever, 295 days or they were away from home if you played all three formats for England. Oh, really? I, didn't even know I mean, so that is bonkers. And that'd be hard work. Um, and in uh, the current English side, is it Joe Root plays all three? It's Joe Stokes. 
Ben Stokes. Um, uh, Moen. Yeah. Um, uh, there might be a couple of others. But no, I mean, yeah, they play really a, a lot of cricket. Yeah. And you've got to be careful. I think it's really sensible Broad's not going to the World T20. He doesn't like it at all. But, you know, you've got to preserve. Broad is our next Jimmy, isn't he? In the sense well, that Jimmy I, won't go. I have to say, I mean, you know, I really don't want to stuff myself here. But, you know, is Broad the best 2020 bowler as well? I don't know. I mean, he's, he's solid. Well, he hasn't but like you're saying, if there's, if there's someone who can do the job to the same standard, you might as well get a fresh face in there. Yeah, and, you and again, Broadly, don't him. come after me. <laughs> you'll you'll be just, getting a text, on. I'm just saying, you know, um, you have to say the, the formats are very different. So you can't necessarily expect the best test team to be the best 2020 team because it's totally different form. No, and, and South Africa really have got to look at quite how they get the best out of A.B. de Villiers. You know, they'll want to preserve him for as long as they can. And he looked really like he'd had enough. He did, the yeah. He really did. Uh, when Hashim Amla stood down as, as, as captain... I mean, There's a lot going on in South Africa cricket yeah. in terms really of the politics, times, which yeah. I don't really want to sort of get stuck into. But, you know, a lot of people will end up coming over to England as a, as a result, like a lot of the South Africans mm. that play here already. And one other thing about Broad, just going back to that, his batting has gone backwards, I think. We can say that quite happily. Yeah, yeah, because you and I will with yeah. our brilliant batting records. Yeah, well, yeah. I think, yeah, but in the current England T20 side, his batting probably isn't well, good enough. Of, no, I don't think... They bat don't down to 10 and 11, Well, when basically. David Willey's coming in at 10, you yeah. know, you've got to play... You've Again, don't want to be controversial. I was thinking, you know, they had... Uh, Adil's a very canny batsman. Uh, Jordan, you know, can bat. But, you know, Willey has... You know, he it's a waste tees of off, you know, for Northampton, and he's coming in at ten. I think it was he's a waste of resource. In, yeah, he's got to be coming in before them anyway. Absolutely, my, but then it was dropped for the second. My T20. humble opinion. That's, well, it's a, it's a very good opinion, Ollie. Um, <laughs> England seems to go backwards a bit in South Africa towards the end of that tour. I say seem to. England did go backwards. Yeah. Is that a blip? Should should we be worried? How will Owen Morgan react? Well, I, I don't think um, I don't think we should be unduly worried. I think these things happen. However, it does always seem with England that our timing is always terrible. So, uh, kind of a few months after the 50 over World Cup, England's ODI cricket just went brilliant. But that was yeah. after the World Cup, and then three weeks before a World T20, well, all of a sudden now they've done it before <laughs> that. Then hopefully that's the other way around for the T20. Obviously, all, there's a bit of a blip. I mean, this is not an ideal way to go into a World T20. Obviously, it's not an ideal way to for, for preparation. Uh, I'm just not wholly convinced that either Morgan or Bayliss know quite what their best eleven is out of that squad at the moment, um, uh, and that's a bit tricky going into yeah. a world tournament. They've got a couple of warm-up games, uh, but they just don't seem to be quite sure what how best to use. There's clearly a hugely talented squad, really exciting. Some of them, I think, are probably a, a year away from being their best. They're quite yeah, so I guess when do you start introducing them in that case? You know, because well, uh, you can't expect people to go straight from sort of naught to hundred miles an hour. It's like absolutely absolute, cricket straight. Absolutely right stage. that you take the risk on them. I think. I mean, I, I like the fact that they're taking a risk on Liam Dawson, even though Trevor Bailey doesn't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, they've clearly seen something, and I like um, the the fact that they there's a, there's a guy there who's done what he's asked of him. They've clearly seen something they like in his attitude. Um, and they're taking a risk on him, and it might not pay off. I think that's quite refreshing as well, that if you get picked for a Lions squad, which is you know, your first step and a great accolade, mm. that if you do well on that, that will produce and that will go on to better things. That's how it's supposed to work, really, so isn't it? Yeah. it's quite refreshing, because it has happened in the past where they've got people on these systems and they've done all right, and, and they, won't, they refuse to change the squad 
from you know I mean, tradition. James, James Taylor's a bit of an example, isn't it? You know, he was out. He was doing fantastically well with the mm. Lions. <laughs> he just scored runs for fun. And in the could Lions not get his break his way into yeah. the England team. It's very odd. Um, clearly, losing five on the bounce at the back end of a series is is not great. Um, but I do think Morgan has got a group of players that really want to play for him. I think yeah. they um, that he's done well as a captain. He's he's good on the, uh, tactically. He uses his bowlers well. He thinks you can see he really thinks about where to, not just where to place his fielders, but who goes in what position and who you know. Um, he, he really has matured into a, a really good one-day captain, and yeah. I think they all really like him. I think they all really want to play for him. They all seem really to be really enjoying their cricket, even when they lose. They seem to be really enjoying yeah. their cricket. Uh, I think there's a lot to be positive about. It's going to be a tough world T20. It's India. I mean, I, yeah. I agree with you, and I think um, I think when Owen's going to, you know, he hasn't had the best time with the bat. It's not been terrible, but when he starts scoring runs again, that team will look different again. One thing that strikes me about watching Owen Morgan, and particularly as captain, I'd like to ask you this, Ollie. Um, he always seems extremely calm in whatever the situation mm. is. Is that true? Yeah, he's is a, he? He's a cool character. Yeah, it's, it's quite. I mean. For for a young, you know, he's got a good head on young shoulders, as it were. I, uh, you know, I rate that a lot. And in pressure situations, your captain's who you look for. And if he's nice and calm and collected, uh, we spoke earlier about Reese Topley bowling that over. You know, Owen had full faith in mm. him, and and usually that would be would end up better than than not. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. He's a very calm character. Uh, and I also think a lot of credit must be given to Andrew Strauss. Um, who came in after the World Cup debacle and has been had a really clear strategy for for one day cricket. He's really clearly got 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 a plan, and he's going. You know, he's he's got a strategy for how England can get better at one day. At one they day do seem day. to be playing with a lot more freedom. You know, it's not a case of if you hit a six, you've then not got to drill one down the ground for one. If it's on again, you go, and yeah. if you get caught, no one's going to have a go at you. You know, absolutely, and I think Paul Farbrace must take a lot of credit for that as well. He's clearly he's a very he's a very good character. Really good guy to have I, I really like Farby as well. I think he's a good man to have around the dressing room. So I don't think, despite the five losses, that England, that you know, there's unnecessary worry. It was always going. It's always going to be tough going to T Twenty in India. I mean, it just it is. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's bonkers noise, home fans. Mm. I mean, let's leave aside the fact that the whole tournament itself is a little bit of a debacle, given the tickets have only just gone on sale to the public. Uh, we weren't quite sure if we were playing in Delhi, we weren't quite sure if Pakistan were going to turn up. It doesn't look like Australians are going to be able to watch it on the telly. Um, so the tournament itself is a bit shambolic, but I think England will give a good account of themselves. They've got a good balanced side. We'll see, yeah. It's, well, it starts next month on the 8th of March, I believe. Right, to uh, finish off the podcast today... We're doing the Lord's History Quiz. This is the new quiz where we look at the history of this great cricket ground that we're in. And um, At least with the old one, I could have a bit of a stab in the dark. Uh, you can have a stab in the dark with this one. <laughs> what I'm going to do is give you a date, because that's historical, and then three options of what may or may not have happened then. One of them is right, two of them are false. It's um, straight shootout, it's the best of three. Um, are you ready? Yeah. For the Lord's History Quiz, right. In 1805, Lizzie, you can go first. What happened at Lords? Was it the first Eton v Harrow match? Was it that the MCC moved to their second Lords ground at the North Bank of Regent's Park? Or was it that Thomas Lord was arrested for stealing a barrel of whiskey in 1805? I think it was the second one. The, the move. The MCC moved to their second Lords ground at the North Bank, Regent's Park, 1805. That's your final answer. Ollie. Uh, 
I'd imagine Thomas Lord would probably be able to get himself out of trouble <laughs> if he got caught. You know, a bit of a handout, I would imagine. <laughs> I'd like to think that that was the true one, uh, but I will. I'll go Eaton Harrow just to stab in the dark. Well, there you go, Ollie. You know your history very well. It was indeed the first Eton v Harrow <laughs> match. I, I do live on in Harrow on the Hill, so I should know something about it. That's that great. was an absolute guess. <laughs> I would just like to say that Thomas. I don't know if Thomas Lords ever stole a barrel of whiskey. I just made that one you up. You made that That's up. That's complete. It's a good job you can't rely all the dead, isn't it? Well, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Thinking ahead, right? Scandal. Ollie, 1906. What happened? Did A. W. G. Grace umpire the Eton v Harrow fixture? B, was the press box built? Or C, did Albert Trott hit the ball over the pavilion? I reckon WG Ghost was far too big to be an umpire. Um, I'm going to go um, Albert Trott, ball, ball over Lords. It was, a bit, it was a bit lower than those days, wasn't it, Lords? Or was it the same? It was, it was the same pavilion. But no, no stuff on top. No so lift shaft to get in the way. Oh, of the uh, good, good hit didn't, with Gale, didn't Gale hit? It wasn't Gale. It was another West Pollard. Indies. Pollard hit the lift shaft, didn't they? Oh, yeah. It didn't go over though. No. So Albert Trot is still the only man to hit the ball over the pavilion. Uh, I was going to go for that, but I'm going to go for oh B again. Going for the middle. You're going for the press box as built. Yeah, but that's probably not almost certainly wrong. It is correct. The oh, press hello. box was built. 1906. <laughs> the very first Lord's press box was built. It was built in basically in the Bowler's Bar um, next to the pavilion. Did it have Wi-Fi? It did not have <laughs> Wi-Fi. That's quite a nice place to have it for the press. You know, people like Liz in that. They're just on it all day. Oh, yeah. just Smoking and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all we do. 1972. So it's one all. This is the final question. 1972, the Lord's History Quiz. Did A... Was it the first Benson and Hedges Cup final, Leicestershire beating Yorkshire? Was it B, the last Gentleman V players fixture to be played? Or was it C, Jeffrey Boycott scoring 121 here against Pakistan? That's really hard. I love your quizzes, Will. They're I good, aren't they? <laughs> I think it's Jeffrey. I think it's Jeffrey. So, Ollie. I'll go um, Benson and Hedges, A. Eh? The answer is that Leicestershire beat Yorkshire oh. in the first Benson and Hedges <laughs> Cup final. I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a closet badger. <laughs> you know it all. <laughs> the, um, for those who are interested, the last Gentleman V Players match took, uh, happened in 1962 and Boycott scored 121 against Pakistan in 1971. Oh. The year before. I'm surprised it, it took him a year to score it. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, well... That's it for this week, or this month, should I say. Uh, Lizzie, what have you got coming up over the next month or so? Uh, a World T20, Women's World T20. Are you going to both? I'm not going to India, no. no. I'm uh, speaking from a basement. Ah, very good. <laughs> basement with a telly. Um, and then, obviously, we get into media days and pre-seasons and uh, all that. <laughs> Which leads nice on to you, Ollie. What have you got coming up? Yeah, well, on the way in today, I did say to someone, I can't believe we're potentially going to be playing cricket in a month's time. Um, so yeah, well, I'll be the season's fast approaching. So Are you having a marquee at Radley again? You're off to South Africa, aren't you? We, yeah, we are actually. Oh. We're off to South Africa. Oh, that'd which, be much, yeah, <laughs> much nicer. That'd be tough. Yeah, but uh, well, I'm sure we'll miss the marquee at Radley. <laughs> I, I was cycling past the Oval the other day, and I noticed they've got, they've a, got a marquee. Yeah. Is that for training, or is that yeah. just a marquee for a no, marquee? No, no, it's for training. Yeah. They're pretty good these days, actually. They're not. They're all right. Yeah. And they're not <laughs> freezing because there's some heaters in there, isn't it? Yeah, they get the old cold? sort of jumbo jumbo jet engines yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, 
But no, they. I mean, they're better than no outdoor training at all. But. And you could argue that they're kind of relevant because those are similar-ish to the conditions you will be playing in in April potentially. But you're not going to be complaining about getting on a plane to South Africa, are you? Well, if I don't get extra leg room, it could all go, you know, it could all <laughs> kick off. But no, I, I can't wait, to be honest. Great stuff. Well, many thanks to both of you for coming on the podcast today. And uh, for those tuning in, many thanks. I'll be back next month with more cricketing stories from Lords. So remember to follow us on Twitter, our handles at Home of Cricket, be our friend on Facebook, and for all the latest news from Lords, just go to lords.org. See you soon. <laughs>